I'm a hustler, baby. <laughs> I just want you to know. Welcome to Precon Geeks, the podcast where precon folks geek out on all things pre-construction. Every week, we'll talk about trends impacting the construction industry and emerging tech. You can also tune in to hear exclusive interviews with industry experts. Excited to hear more? Hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts now and visit www.beck-technology.com. So we went to 7-Eleven just now. I took my kids. So my daughter has a friend visiting from California and uh, took him to 7-Eleven to get Slurpees. And I was hungry, so I decided to try the boneless chicken from 7-Eleven. High quality meat, by the way. Got the both, got the the sweet barbecue, and I got the like the Thai chili or whatever it's called, sweet chili or hot chili or something like that. Not bad, not bad. It's pretty good. Um, but it's stuck in my teeth. That was the whole point of that story. So <laughs> that's never fun. <laughs> no. Um, welcome back to another episode of Precon Geeks, brought to you by Beck Technology. I'm your host, Jared Draper, and I am joined by my co-host, John Reich. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Jared. How about yourself? I am doing pretty good. Um, I'm actually really tired, and it's because my daughter, who's 14, I talk about her all the time. I have two other kids, by the way. She's not my favorite. She just likes the podcast, so I talk about her the most because she listens to it. But she actually had golf tryouts this morning. Um the funny thing is, is my daughter has never played golf in her life. We got her lessons last week. She had two lessons. We went to the driving range twice. We played six holes. And then we showed up to tryouts this morning at 8.30 a.m. at the local golf course. And um, nobody was there. So I emailed the coach and he goes, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to send you an email. It's actually tomorrow. <laughs> oh. So, so. And I actually, well, and long story short, she's actually not even going to try out. They're going to put her in what they call a developmental class because we know she's not trying out for the actual team. Um, she, you know, she's had a week of golf um, and that's about it. And so, um, but I'm excited because if she gets, if she gets into golf, then that means I get to play more golf. So what, what pushed her to take this sport up that she had Man, zero experience dude. in and this is a whole nother thing. My daughter is, she's, she is actually a lot like me where she's like, Hey, I just want to try this. I mean, she, she's never been really big on sports. Um, she did basketball one year. She tried cross country. Um, just most recently she said, I want to be a cheerleader cause her best friend is a cheerleader. So she tried out for the team after only like a month and a half of going to the gym every day. And unfortunately she didn't make the team, but she got incredibly, she like progressed so far in such a short amount of time. And, um, yeah. And then randomly she was like, I want to golf. And we're like, well, you've never played. And she's like, I know, but I want to do it. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> this one I told her she has to stick with though, because I've already sunk some money into like clubs and outfits and, you know, Oh, that one is a money pit of a sport for sure. Yeah. But if, if it means I get to play uh, more than I do now, I, I welcome it. So um, hopefully hopefully she falls in love with it. But obviously we're not going to talk about golf today, although we could probably do an entire episode on construction and the golf world and how we can correlate business between the two. Um, but we actually do want to talk about maybe doing things. And this is I did not even mean to do this segue. So this is, this is actually going to be pretty cool. 
doing things maybe that you've never done before. And here's what I mean by that. This episode is really about maybe you're listening to our podcast and you're not in the pre-construction industry right now. Maybe you're thinking about getting into the pre-construction industry. Maybe you want to be an estimator. Maybe you want to get into this side of the business and you've never done that before. Um, so we're going to talk about how do you do that? Um, all the way from what kind of college, you know, do you need to go to, do you need to go to college? Um, what kind of education potentially, you know, is, is good for estimators to have. And then really how do you kind of get in and hone your skills and really learn to be a good, great, um, and a, you know, world renowned estimator. Does that sound fair? I don't know how many are world-renowned estimators there are but sure we'll go with that yeah well exactly. i said it out loud and then i thought man there's got to be like at least i don't know i'm you know there's some really really large companies out there that are probably known for their pre-construction now whether or not there's like one specific person known uh i mean you and i are famous because we have a podcast but that's that's neither here nor there um I've so i strive to be the michael jordan of uh of estimating for sure absolutely we are the geekiest of the pre-con geeks, if you will. <laughs> um, okay, so with that, we were doing some research, John. So let's talk about this. In your opinion, um, and and maybe even with your experience, let's let's start at the beginning. Somebody's not in, let's say, construction, pre-construction, and they want to get into it. What's your advice for somebody listening that that wants to make that step? Well, I would say that the probably, and it's not a requirement. I don't want to. I want to preface all this that this is more just preferences and yeah. makes the road easier to get into estimating. Uh, and just about anyone can be an estimator. I've seen people with all sorts of different backgrounds. Either some went to college, some didn't go to college. Uh, one of the guys I used to work with was actually a physics major at one point, which wow. what, what what that applies to construction estimating doesn't really, uh, I don't really know if that translates over, but um, more technical degrees definitely yeah. translate well just uh, and a lot of people have engineering or construction management degrees that are in estimating and that's mainly just because it sh shows us that you know how to think in the yeah. way that is um, able to solve problems able to go methodically through things and interpret interpret drawings well those kind of things so if you have a so technical there, degree that helps yeah because there is no and and we had this conversation offline but there is no at least in the u.s there is no college degree like construction estimating college degree that I know Correct. of. And I did some research before this. I couldn't find any. Um, if if you know of one, uh, man, hit us up on social media, go out to our website and let us know. Um, I'd love to to hear about it. And maybe, yeah. I mean, we could interview him, but I don't know of anything. So to your point, I think m most people who have degrees that go into estimating are probably going to come from the engineering side, construction management, et cetera. Right. Yeah. Um, then I would say the second biggest thing that we look for, um, and, and this is, again, a preference. I, I wanted someone who had actually been around the built, the building mm -hmm. construction environment in some manner. Um, usually, if it's someone coming out of college, we'd, we'd take them on. One of the first things we always do with, with the kids that we get out of school, uh, we'd have them work in pre-con for a little bit, and then we'd immediately send them out to the field to learn what it's like to actually build something. So if you are from a trade and you've been out like working on the job site, that actually is a huge asset when it comes to construction estimating because you know what it takes to build things. And yeah. um, 
like if someone tells you, oh, you should be able to do this in an hour. Well, no, I've been there. I've actually laid the brick out there. I know that <laughs> it takes longer than that. So um, having that experience and actually understanding the logistics that are involved and all the planning and the amount of manpower that's actually going to be there, that makes a huge difference. And and really is a, is a uh, I don't want to say it's a requirement, but it is a huge add yeah. of value yeah. to the to the construction estimating uh, profession. Do you think most, um, and obviously, you know, I've never really spent a lot of time on Indeed or any of these, you know, resume, the, the job, you know, search websites, but do you think most general contractors or, uh, you know, construction management firms, whichever, do you think most of them require, I know it's, I know it's not a requirement in, in a sense of you don't have to have a degree, but do you think most companies require nowadays a four-year degree to get into estimating? Uh, I would say the larger GCs probably listed yeah. as a requirement on their on their job boards. But I also know that there's ways to get around all of that. Um, yeah. Like that's, you could say, oh, I want a requirement and I want five years experience and all those things. Yeah. But at the end of it, if we feel so that someone's a good fit culturally and someone's a good fit for the position and has the, the, the you know, the brain power to do it, yeah, will all those requirements magically go away? And I yeah. think that that applies for just about any job. So if I had someone that we said was, um, yeah, we had a college requirement for most of our job postings. But if someone came to me and said, hey, I was an electrician for 20 years and now I'm in construction estimating. And here's how, you know, here's what I know and here's how I can apply it. And here's how I can build on that knowledge that I have. That college degree requirement is going to go away real quick because the what he's bringing to the table exceeds the value add for a college degree, if that makes sense. That does make sense. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this. I think most of the jobs that I've had on paper, I probably haven't had the requirements. You know what I mean? Like I haven't had everything that they've required, um, but a lot they of times. They don't require a, a luxurious beard and you know, <laughs> great, great good looks. I mean, the, the host of a the host of a pre-construction podcast. No, they're not asking yeah. for those. Um, no, but I mean, to the point, right? You can, you can, there are ways around it, right? So for those right. of you guys who are listening, who are thinking about getting into this and you're like, man, I, I haven't even started my four-year degree, right? Like I haven't even, I didn't go to college, but you've spent you know, the last four years at a construction company, you know, um, doing, you know, the different jobs around, you know, within that industry, like getting into estimating is not mm -hmm. out of reach. Right. And so, um, and a lot of times even too, like I would say, you know, obviously we're, we're kind of talking about people who are, have never been into it and are getting into it, but a lot of times companies hire internally, right. To your point, maybe, you know, it's a project manager or a project engineer or, you know, someone on that side of the house that thinks, oh, I want to get into estimating. That's obviously a good way to get into it, too. But um, yeah, the the one I mean, and this is that's kind of how I got into it is I was out in the field as a superintendent and um, was slated on some travel jobs and my wife was pregnant and we decided that I wanted to get something that was a little closer to home and be more stable. And that's kind of how I got into it is moved into a position where I could be in the office and, and come home every day. Uh, mm. Unfortunately, sometimes as a in construction, we have to travel uh, and estimating is is pretty static. You're in the office more often than not. Um, so that was the, the, the benefit that I was looking for. And that's what got me into it. And I ended up loving it and jumped off from there. So, yeah. Yeah. Once someone is 
in the role, right? So once someone's been given a shot and they got hired as an estimator, um, obviously most people are going to start out as what I'm assuming is called a junior estimator. And this is going to show a little bit of my ignorance, but like, is that kind of the first role you would go into? Like what would be the entry level position within estimating? Yeah, it's, I mean, what they call it is junior estimator, assistant estimator. Um, I think we called it uh, estimating engineer or something like that. I mean, there's all sorts of, some people call it in the U.S., they call that a quantity surveyor, which is a very different term when you're overseas in the U.K. Yeah. Uh, In the U.S., it just means someone who's who's tasked with mainly doing takeoff. Okay. Um, But whether you're, whatever the title is, generally as a first year estimator, you're going to be giving the low risk jobs. Some of them are the jobs that no one else wants to do, uh, such yep. as counting specialties, counting doors. Yep. Um, and you're going to be given those tasks just to get you familiar with the estimating practice and take on relatively low risk packages. So you, I would not ever give a first year estimator uh, a large MEP trade or the concrete on a massive you know, million square foot building. Yeah, I would give them the, you know, let's count the bathroom specialties and, and those kind of things. And let's make sure that we get those covered. And at the end of it, if that's one or two percent of my total value of the job. So the risk is mitigated in that way. And that way that gives them kind of the entry into the job and how to do it. Um, and then as they progress and they, they gain experience and they find little niches that they are more comfortable with. Then yeah. you'll start specializing in, hey, well, this guy's a really good uh, exterior skin glass guy. He might do a lot more of that. He's really yeah. into structures. He wants to do more concrete and steel. Or he has an MEP experience and he wants to move into that for estimating. So is it is it, you know, thinking about this, if I was, you know, let's say in my early 20s, which I'm not, but if I was in my early 20s and I, first of all, I'll say this, and this is, I'm just going to kind of a, if you really are thinking about getting into the construction industry, we talk to companies all the time that are desperate for estimators and desperate for people within the pre-construction space. So it is it is a industry that I think is going to be, I don't want to say easy to find a job in, but like it, it's an industry that is in want. And so Absolutely. you know, if you're thinking about getting into into, you know, what can I do that that I'm gonna have some job security and that I'm gonna, you know, there's gonna be a need for what we do. Man, I would encourage you get into get into estimating construction management, you know, any anything within the construction space. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're specifically talking about estimating. But so if I think put on my, you know, put on my pretend hat, I'm a young 20 year old or 22, whatever outside of college. But I've never really and I don't know, maybe I've done an internship or two, but, um, you know, I get my first job as an estimator. Am I really looking just at time that's going to give me the experience that I need or what are some things that I can do to learn estimating to to maybe set myself apart you know what I mean from from just yep. hey you got to do this for the next 30 years to be good at it I would say um the first thing you do is is talk to everyone that you can you're going to the, the good thing is you are going to have access to a lot of different trades a lot of different companies a lot of different people don't be afraid to ask the dumb sounding question um, because the, the especially with the trade partners. So you're working with a trade partner, and, you know, you don't know anything about concrete and you're asking him questions. Say, be honest and open with him and say, listen, I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. I need you to help ask me, like t- teach me some of this stuff. Most of the trade partners, when they hear that, 
they're going to be ecstatic that they can actually help you learn it because that helps them do their job better and have more success and and be more likely to get to get to work. The worst thing that you can do as a as a bidder uh, as a trade put your number in to someone who's inexperienced and isn't yeah. going to ask the questions because then they're just going to look at the number and they're going to just pick the low guy and that's going to be it. If yeah. you tell them, "Hey, I'm I'm new to this field. I need to learn what I can. Tell me what I need to look for." They're going to jump on that more time than not. There's going to be guys who don't. That, that's sure. going to happen for sure. Yeah. But most of the guys are going to be like, oh, yeah, oh, even if I can't talk to you now, call me later. Let's walk through it and I'll show you how to read a bid. And, and that's going to help you um, talk to the people in your company and do the same thing. Like if you're not a, if you're not willing to do it in a meeting publicly, yeah, go find them and have lunch with them and say, tell me what I need to know to do this job better. Um, talk to your foreman and your your superintendents, the guys who are actually out doing the work. Yeah. And find out like, hey, you know, what did we miss last time? What can we do better? What do you need to see more of? Um, I mean, it's really just talk to anyone and everyone and and come in with the mindset of uh, I need to learn this and I'm going to learn it from every possible resource available to me. That's yeah. that's probably number one. Yeah. Um, number two, I would say read the documents and read the specs. Uh, as thoroughly as you can, um, as quickly as you can. Even if it's not a trade you're handling, mm. just start reading through it and, and start asking questions about well, what does this mean in here? What's what do I need to look for? Um, you know, that's that's really going to help you start understanding what the key points are in specs and on your plans, yeah. and and then you're going to know for next time whenever you do get that opportunity to go for those trades. Yeah, one of the things that I was reading um, in my research was like, you know, what what kind of skills make a good estimator you know and 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 there's a list that i that i'm going to read real quick it's like time management skills strong communication skills data analysis skills strong math skills computer skills attention to detail i think the attention to detail is obviously a big one um as you're um you know as you're combing through um the estimate and the the drawings etc and, and one thing that i would say obviously they say computer skills but i think one thing that's kind of probably raising its head more than it has in the past is um, being kind of tech forward minded just because mm -hmm. our industry yeah. is is moving in that direction. Um, and here's the thing, right? If you're look, thinking to yourself like, man, I don't actually have these skills or maybe I don't have all of them, like, I, and it, but it's something you want to do, I say go for it, right? Like to John's point, talk to people it, before you get a job. Go on LinkedIn, find estimators, ask estimators about, you know, what they like about their job. Look for pre-con managers and see, you know, uh, or directors and ask them, hey, what would what are you looking for in people that you hire? I know one of the things that I did when I tried to get into sales or when I got into sales was I reached out to people who were already doing the job or people who were hiring people to do a job and just said, hey, this is what I want to get into. How do I do it? Right. Um, and, and that's a lot where I found like, hey. It may say on paper that I need this, whether it's a degree or this many years experience of this. And what I found was if you actually just talk to the right person and you can get in front of someone, um, you may, you know, be given an opportunity and or a shot at, at, you know, a career that you could end up absolutely yeah. loving. I talk to guys every day who absolutely love being estimators. Oh, it's, right? it's a fantastic job, but it's also requires a very specific like mindset and you have to mm -hmm. have. Um, you have to have really great memory of what what didn't work for you last time. Yeah. But you also have to be, have the ability to just put it out and not think about it because yeah. it's really easy to dwell on every mistake you made. Um, yeah. 
So sometimes you have to be able to just say, okay, I made a mistake. I'm going to cut it off there. I'm not going to wallow in it. I'm just going to, I made it, it's done, it's over. We're going to move on to the next job. Um, but you also have to remember that you made it and and learn from mm. it. So it's it's a very fine line of I'm going to remember every mistake I made so I don't make it again. But I'm also not yeah. going to hold it against myself that I made it because, again, we've talked before, everyone makes mistakes. You have to learn from them. Um, and I think the best estimators I know, I can tell you, I can go back and tell you every estimate I made. I can tell you the exact amount wow. of money and the estimate that it was on where I forgot to put sales tax on a concrete <laughs> bid. I mean, it's, I mean, sorry, but shit happens sometimes. And, um, Aren't you glad those I, companies don't come after you for more money? They're like, wait a second, you forgot to put sales tax. We're going to need that out of your paycheck. Yeah. And, and, and we, we ended up having to find a way to make it work. And we did. Yeah. Um, but the job was successful. Um, that's yeah. the big thing. And, uh, you know, I was upset with myself for a couple hours after doing that because it was a really stupid mistake. Yeah. But then the next day I had to come in and I couldn't let it affect my day-to-day work. And that's the yeah. big thing. I never let that same mistake happen again. Sure. Um, so I learned from it, but mm-hmm. I also didn't hold it against myself when it occurred. And I think that's yeah. a very tough thing for a lot of estimators. They, um, most of them do remember, but a lot of them have trouble getting over those mistakes. And that's, yeah. that's where I think you really have to be, be cognizant of. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I didn't come from industry, at least the estimating or pre-construction space. I did come from construction, but um, I I can say that the people that I've met um, who are in pre-construction, worked or have been in pre-construction um, are very passionate about it. And it's, it's, um, it's exciting to talk about, I mean, we get to talk about it every day, right? Because this is yeah. what we do for a living. We're a pre-construction software company. Um, but it's cool to talk to guys who are on the front lines actually putting together budgets and costs for these buildings that are being built and and for the stuff that, um, it, yeah, it's just a really cool world to, to be a part of. So, um, I, you know, the last thing I was going to say, obviously, you know, if it's something that you're interested in doing, man, please pursue it. Um, there's lots of resources out there. Uh, we actually talk about a lot of this stuff on our blog. If you go to our website at www.beck-technology.com, you can find some of that information there. Um, my last question to you, and it might be controversial, but I'm going to ask the question anyways, and we can end on this. When you think about, you and I are, are somewhat of the older age, right? We're not old, but we're older. Um, do you think when you, when you, when you seasoned, yeah, maybe seasoned is the right word to say it. When you look at the younger generation, um, I know I have a 14-year-old daughter, a 12-year-old son, and an 8-year-old son. And with all of the, like, I love technology. I work for a technology company. But when I see how distracted they are, their attention span, how much, like, it's just they're being pulled here and there and there, I wonder, because it takes a lot of focus to be an estimator. It takes a lot of diligence and setting aside time to, like, focus on what you're doing. And I'm just curious if, you know, what your thoughts are on like, man, are we, are we hurting our youth um, from, from being able to focus? And that's going to be totally controversial, but I love it. I I mean, now we're getting in the whole, we can have a separate podcast on. I know, I know. And it's, I wasn't going to ask it, but I just thought I would. I just, I, cause I kept thinking like, man, why aren't more young people getting into this? And I thought, well, I wonder if it's because they think, wait, I got to sit at a desk and, and 
do this for, you know, six to eight hours. Like, I can't do that. Like, I got to be this and this and this, and I got to get famous and I got to get TikTok famous and all that. Now you're just getting me on a soapbox. See, that, that's that's actually the thing that brought me into pre-con that I loved about it is, um, you know, I came off of a project, uh, the last project I did before I was really came into full-time uh, estimating, um, it was like a two-year construction job. And so yeah. Yeah, I would I would have been at the same job site every day for a couple mm. years. Yeah. Um, it, after I got into precon, I ended up doing change management on a on a big project, and it was going to be a four year hospital. Oh, um, four years. Some people like the like the stability, yeah. like the I'm going to work on something for two years, and at the end of it, I've accomplished. I've taken something from a bare ground to this. I very much preferred. I could have a different project on my desk every day. Uh, normally, I would have three, four, five different projects in, I love that. on my in my queue at any one point at various stages of development. Um, you know, I was solving problems way upstream that yeah. no one even knew was a problem yet, and identifying them and helping solve them whenever it really didn't. You know, it just was us talking about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, but. I wasn't walking out and seeing, oh crap, this beam is six inches out of space. Now we got to right. go back and chip it out. And it was immediate, um, immediate return on the time investment. Um, yeah. We could solve problems in a three hour session. And we went from having a massive problem to having a solution and being done with it. I liked that rapid turnover of mm -hmm. jobs. Um, so I actually think it's precon is more uh, up the alley of the people who want to be able to change focus quickly. Um, but there is time you have to have that you need to go back and you need to go and pay attention to those details and you need to dig into it for sure. Well, but, I think you've just um, turned it around on me and and estimating is a great job for the younger, more distracted. Um, and and once that challenge from a, in a sense of, you know, doing different things and, and being a part of different projects. So. Guys, yeah, if you want to get into touch every single project your company does, you touch yeah. it all. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, like I said, you can always go to our website, www.beck-technology.com, if you want to find out more. Um, just encourage, if you aren't in the pre-construction space and you're listening, um, man, go after it. If you already are in the pre-construction space, help somebody who is looking to get into it and encourage the ones who are trying to find their place and their career uh, encourage him to, to look in this industry because we think it's great. So guys, appreciate the listens, appreciate the likes. Thank you everyone and have a good day. Have a good one.